0: Thank you for joining Inside the Room with myself, State Representative Brandon McGee, where we will discuss politics, leadership, and culture. In this week's episode, we will discuss the tale of two protests in one nation as it relates to the disparities that exist within our judicial system and the privilege upheld by one group over another. In America, an individual who sustained federal charges following the January 6th insurrection was granted access to leave the country. Yes, I said it. Leave the country. Now, you know many of you would have been arrested, but let's move on. Uh, Only in America do you hear things like that. We'll also speak to the far right. Uh, conspiracy theory connected to Marjorie Taylor Greene. Y'all heard about her. Uh, we describe those individuals as Karens. But we'll talk a little bit more about those Karens later on throughout the episode. So join me. Join me in gathering people from all walks of life to step inside the room in efforts to gain perspective on how we can educate and uplift our communities. You know, every week I try to share with each and every one of you, uh, at least from my perspective by using another person's words, a quote or phrase uh, that really embodies the important components of the episode. One that I feel is poignant for this particular episode is quoted by the poet, Jasmine Manns, and I quote, We are not surprised that white people are storming the Capitol. We are surprised at how safe they are while doing it. End quote. You know, uh, Brother Malcolm X, many of you knew how a strong he was and militant he was in his commentary and his beliefs. One of the things that he shared with us, and I quote, he called something like this, the chickens coming home to roost. If I had to describe this, I would probably just say, like I've said in many posts before, if only they were black. So let's dive a little deeper into this idea of the tale of two protests. Addressing the disparities within our judicial system in comparison to how the BLM, Black Lives Matters, uh, protesters were treated. I really want you to hear, hear this. So come on in, come on in. I know you're in the room, but lean a little closer so you can hear exactly the disparities between the two groups. You must note that there were less rioters, or rather less rioters, were arrested on January 6th. Of this year versus the mostly peaceful uh, gatherings or riots or protests during the BLM protest in DC and throughout this country throughout the entire 2020. The protests after the death of George Floyd resulted in, and hear me out, 194 arrests versus, catch this, double digits. 69 people, okay, who were arrested on the day the insurrection happened um, in our nation's capital. 194 BLM, 69, right there in DC, with what well, I'm calling the domestic terrorists. Black Lives Matter, uh, Matters protests were tear gassed. They were forcibly removed from their places of protest, peaceful protests. They were brutalized versus the rioters at the January 6th insurrection. And they were also seen taking all types of selfies while they terrorized the entire Capitol building, which is, by the way, a federal offense. They were calmly moved away from certain areas uh, versus those who were a part of the Black Lives Matter protests. So on, on this date, okay, several, several hundred supporters of former uh, President Donald Trump charged inside the Capitol, as we know, to overturn uh, these false sort of claims that the election was stolen from him. Excuse me, Mr. Former President, might I remind you, there were millions of people who took to the polls their passion, our history, and understood the importance of voting you out. That's exactly what they did. But I I digress. Basically, they went in, they wanted to disrupt what was happening. They were mostly white and they roamed freely throughout the halls, just damaging what we know as the nation's capital. If only they were black. Contrary to June 1st of 2020, a crowd of a similar size gathered outside the White House to protest. Okay. After the police killing of George Floyd. That was just last year. They were standing outside of the Capitol. Mind you, they didn't even get on the steps let alone inside of the Capitol, but to protest peacefully the rights so deserved, all right, and calling police brutality for what it is. That was just last year. And they were, by the way, a diverse group uh, who called for an end to racial inequality as well as police brutality. And an army, an army of federal agents assembled after former President Trump demanded a show of domination and sent them running with chemical agents, mace, okay, and rubber bullets. Rubber bullets. If only these people were black. These two demonstrations, these two demonstrations that we're talking about at the most prominent symbols of democracy in the nation's capital highlights the division and desperate treatment of black and white people in America by law enforcement. This privilege is constantly demonstrated and most recently by the ruling of the United States District Judge who approved. (laughs) This is where we introduce Karens of the world. Who approved Jenny Cood, okay, a former mayoral candidate's request to go on a vacation in Mexico? <laughs> Despite this lady's um, uh, her admission that she took part, all right, in last month's uh, insurrection in the U.S. Capitol, I pause because this is the epitome. Of privilege in these United States. If only she were black. There is a video floating around um, uh, that seemed to provide evidence in which Jenny Coode expresses pride, pride in her actions, incited that she cannot wait. For the next time to do it again, <laughs> where else do we, or rather, where else are we allowed to do and say the things that some of these these Karens, these Karens, these Karens are allowed to do? Miss Jenny Coode is also accused. It goes on. She's accused of breaking federal laws that could result in prison, and a prison sentence. Uh, But she told the court. Check this one out. She told the court that she wanted to travel. She told the court. She had time to actually tell the court. She was alive to tell the court that she wanted to travel. Because she had already paid for her trip to New Mexico. Double standard. For me, uh, it's actually the confidence that this lady exudes. And I am, I'm only reminded of the same phrase that I continue to uh, reiterate during this episode, if only she were black. The, que- the request also granted two days after a grand jury uh, indicted couped on five, five federal counts, including one felony. Now, some of my brothers out there, um, you know, I I want y'all to take a close look at what privilege looks like because many of you have misdemeanors and can't move throughout life in a fair and equitable way. Yet, you have Miss Karen here who's telling the court, I had a trip and you should understand that I have a place to go. No, that's not how this works. The charges also, check this out, included obstructing an official proceeding of the Congress, basically interrupting the business, uh, the people in this country, our Congress, right? So not only did she do that, she's also being charged in being in a restricted building, disorderly or disruptive conduct in a restrictive area, disorderly conduct in the U.S. Capitol, and parading or demonstrating inside of the Capitol. Five, five federal counts. Five, five, and she's still able to talk. She's still able to breathe. She's still able to do and say what she wants to do. That is a part of the two tales of protests and the underscore of how important it is for us to continue to raise our voices when it comes to the double standard. If only they were black. So moving on to uh, another Karen, uh, <laughs> Karen's boy, I tell you, um, you all, you've all heard of Marjorie uh, Taylor Greene and her false uh, conspiracy theories, um, and we also have been hearing across all news platforms this talk about QAnon and the Republican Party actually denying uh, that there is even a conspiracy theory floating around. Uh, I even heard one uh, congressperson say, what is that? And, you know, it's just like almost like little question marks over their head. It's like, really? Really? (laughs) You know, so what is QAnon? What is there to know, you know, about the baseless far-right conspiracy theory connected to Marjorie uh, Taylor Greene? Here you go. The QAnon conspiracy uh, theory connected to her is a baselessly uh, claim that there is a deep state apparatus, okay, that's run by political elites, uh, business leaders, and Hollywood celebrities who are also pedophiles and actively working against Donald Trump. There are also like, uh, wide-range conspiracy theories that QAnon supporters believe, okay? Quite a few. Uh, QAnon falsely accuses or alleges the existence of a Santanic uh, deep state apparatus that supports a child sex trafficking ring, and its followers played prominent roles in the riot uh, at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, all right? Incited by Former President Donald Trump. Make sure you remember that. Incited by former President Donald Trump. Green, who, by the way, is a Trump supporter, Trump back supporter from Georgia, who's a Republican. On numerous occasions, she uh, has lent support to QAnon theories, theories, Okay, according to the research from uh, Media Matters for America, uh, and they reported that a while back, Green has defended Q and social media posts, which some of them have been deleted, uh, but we got receipts for that. It's okay, uh, and it said the messages were in quotations worth listening to, and used popular slogans and hashtags. Uh, among its adherents, according to this Media uh, Matters uh, source. Green has also pushed false theories about fraud in the 2020 presidential election, which many QAnon believers uh, latched onto as well. So we're talking about a person in a very influential position as in Congress that's literally Pushing out misinformation, uh, conspiracy theories that fall right in line with former President Donald J. Trump and this idea that the election was stolen from him. Who do you believe? Just do some research, y'all. Like, I am so excited that there has been a groundswell of support among those who are against this rhetoric, this misinformation, these far-right conspiracy theories that continue to divide our nation. Marjorie, Karen, have a seat. And let's figure out how to move this nation forward in that we address the racial inequalities that we address The system, the institutionalized system that has continued to hold so many people back, especially brown and uh, black folk. And, you know, before we actually uh, close out this particular episode, um, I wanted to take a moment uh, to extend on behalf of uh, my staff here at Inside the Room, um, our, cond- our condolences uh, to the family of Officer Brian Sicknick. Uh, he was a part of the U.S. Capitol Police Force. Uh, he died, um, unfortunately, as a, a result of sustaining injuries uh, during the siege uh, at the U.S. Capitol uh, last month. Uh, and so um, to uh, the Signick family, uh, we continue to pray for you and those who um, are in the position to protect us. Uh, and so um, our condolences to you. So many of you um, are now celebrating after the win of, <laughs> by the way, we're, we're pre-recording this uh, right before the NFL Sunday. Uh, so I am extremely excited. I don't know which team I'm going for. I'll go with whoever wins. But I think Tampa, I think I'm gonna go for Tampa. But nonetheless, um, you're gearing up, you're getting your chicken ready and all your finger food. I will have my chicken, I'm vegan. Uh, And so cauliflower with maybe some, my version of blue cheese, something like that. Okay, whatever. So I want you to know something that's really, really cool. I think that the NFL is doing to help. Um, provide access to vaccines. Uh, the National Football League told President Joe Biden that it will be making all of its 30 football uh, stadiums available for mass coronavirus vaccinations for the general public. Kudos to you. Uh, currently, seven NFL teams are hosting vaccinations for COVID 19 at their site or somewhere near the stadium uh, in their respective respective locations. Uh, The offer comes days uh, before the actual NFL. Uh, So President Biden, I think he is extremely excited about this opportunity. I wonder who he's going for, but we'll see. Um, But since, here are a few numbers. Since vaccine distribution began in the U.S. back in January, uh, December, excuse me, of 2020, More than 36 million doses have been administered, reaching 8.7% of the total U.S. population, according to the federal data collected by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Uh, The U.S. is currently administering somewhere around 1.3 million shots a day. All right. Uh, And I just think it's important to know that there is. Um, an increasingly amount of support around, you know, trust, uh, especially with communities of color. Uh, when you talk about um, getting vaccinated, uh, I have done my homework, um, as I've shared with you on a few episodes before uh, the history uh, around or surrounding the mistrust many black folk have had with our healthcare system, rightfully so. Um, but as we continue to learn more and we continue to gain more access and understand the impacts of many of these vaccines, uh, we begin to find out the importance of taking advantage of uh, what's available to us, uh, the, the vaccination. So I plan on uh, taking the vaccine in the coming days when they phase in the next group here in the state of Connecticut. Uh, it varies from state to state. Um but here in Connecticut, um, many of the elected officials are not a part of the first first or second phase of, of, of having access to the vaccination. So um, I want y'all to continue to wear your masks, wash your hands, uh, enforce social distancing and know that there is another strand. And so we have to be sure that we are taking extra precautions and keeping people safe especially our most vulnerable, those with pre-existing conditions, Uh, we want to protect them. Uh, So until next time, thank you so much for this opportunity uh, to sit at the table inside the room with myself, Brandon McGee, and all of you as we continue to uplift and educate our communities, uh, primarily folks from all walks of life. All right. So peace. I love you. And please share Uh, this post, go to Spotify, uh, go to YouTube, uh, and follow us. Help us get our numbers where they are and bring more people inside of the